Welcome to episode, what did we just say, 17? 17. 17 of 21st Century Boys. You've got Joe Crawford. And James Crawford. And we're going to jump right in. This is our post-Free Comic Book Day episode. Uh, I got a bunch of comics on Free Comic Book Day. I didn't get a bunch of free ones, though. What about you? Mainly just stuff I bought. Yeah, me too. Got a lot of good stuff, though. (laughs) Some of that stuff will be showing up here. Some of it won't. Follow us on Twitter, and you can see my daily post with what I'm reading. And it'll have basically everything that I picked up. So, like, the last handful of books have been stuff I picked up on Free Comic Book Day. Okay! First off, Batman Adventures. This was um, one I picked up when we were in Georgia with my buddy Kirk Spencer. And it's volume two of Batman Adventures, and it covers issues 11 through 20. So, got this for three ninety nine at our adventure to Ollie's that we do anytime we go down there. And uh, Kirk actually said it was one worth grabbing, so I did. Which is cool, because it actually has the very first appearance of Harley Quinn in comics. Uh, great art, solid but simple stories. It's basically meant to be an all-ages book to tie in with the Batman the Animated series, so the fact that it's all-ages is just kind of by design. Each one's one and done, so no real arc, uh, no overall plot. But two favorites, number 16, Joker kidnaps a comic writer slash artist. So that Gotham Adventures, which is their version of Batman Adventures, will have Joker stories where he always wins the day. So that was fun. Number 18, Babs is off to school and ends up teaming up with Robin. But Babs also meets Dick. So there you go. It's a meet-cute and it doesn't get much better than that. It was fun and I would definitely recommend it if you're interested in some lighthearted, fun Batman stories. Uh, I read Batman Detective Comics Volume 9. I've talked about this Batman Detective Comics from before. This is the Rebirth one, which mainly focused on the Bat family. Uh, Later on, though, I've been reading further into it, and it seems now it's just focusing more on Batman arcs that just couldn't fit into the main Rebirth story, Rebirth comic series. So, Volume 9 is about him working with Two-Face, and it's kind of like a redemption comic. It's pretty good. I did enjoy the Bat family stuff a little bit more, but it was still a nice read. I also read Batman Black and White Volume 1, which I got from Ollie's for a certain amount of money. uh, (laughs) Probably wasn't super expensive. Most of that stuff's under 10 bucks. So this is just a compilation of short stories in black and white about Batman by a bunch of talented artists and writers, and there are a lot of fun ones in there. Uh, One of my favorites was this story about, like, Two-Face and, like, his relationship with stuff. It was pretty good. There were a few other ones, and I am interested in some of the other volumes of it. Because I think there's like three. I also picked up Azrael from Ollie's. This is kind of like an origin for the character we see before like the Batman Nightfall stuff I read. It's pretty good. Uh, the first few volumes are kind of focusing about, like, Batman and Azrael together, and then later on it just focuses on him and, like, his religious stuff. It's cool. Man, I like it. Pretty good. Cool. Here's an oldie but goodie I've been sitting on for a while. I feel like I picked it up at the book rack many, many years ago, and that's Catwoman, Crooked Little Town. It has Catwoman issues 5 through 10 and Catwoman Secret Files number 1. It's by Ed Brubaker and several artists. There's basically three stories in it. First one is Selena's ear to the street. Holly hears and sees a cop get gunned down. So they think she's implicit in the murder. 
so she's wanted, and Selena is going to do everything she can in her power to prove that Holly was innocent. Next up, a friend from Selena's orphanage days is on death row. Selena decides she's going to break her out of prison, and of course, that's not cool with the Batman. So we have a conflict between Selena and Bruce, but you know we got to make sure this escape happens. So. I'm sure you can figure out how that one goes. Finally, some mobsters are sitting around discussing the many sightings of Catwoman. This one's really fun. So it has them imagining her in the old days in the like high skirt and the heels. And it has her like in the Jim Ballant days in the... That sounds like a pun to say, but cat suit. You know what I mean? Catwoman wearing a cat suit. Anyway, so and it just has the different images of what Catwoman's wore over the years. It's really fun. And uh, there's another one where one of the monsters is talking about, hey, I saw her, her uh, fighting with Batman. Then it looked like they were making out. Then it looked like they were fighting again. Is that real? Anyway, fun way to end the trade. It was really good. That was one actually drawn by, I think, Michael Oming. And uh, that was a good one. So I would say if you like the Catwoman, this was a good one. You can't do much better in crime than Ed Brubaker. I would recommend it. Uh, I have also read Batman Eternal somewhat recently. This is another series made by Scott Snyder. The same time around the New 52 one. I'm pretty sure it's like the same timeline and stuff. I'm not sure exactly where it takes place. It was made in between. It's like at the same time the normal bat was coming out. Yeah, it was like a year-long event. There was like a comic a week. Yeah, it's like after Court of Owls. But at the same time like before the death stuff. So I'm not completely sure where it fits. But it's pretty good. I originally felt like it was a little weird but I just kept getting better uh one of the conflict about this one is that Commissioner Gordon accidentally shot at an innocent person and somehow I think it starts like this war thing right. where Professor Pig and like Penguin and all the mobs are going at each other and stuff and Gordon is kind of to blame for that so he gets arrested. It's about Batman and how hard it is without Gordon. Dang. It's a pretty interesting read. It's also pretty long. It's like 100 volumes. Yeah, because, yeah, it would have been like 52 issues, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because it was like one each week. It was yep. pretty crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Uh, I also have read Batman, Ego, and Other Tales. This is one I've been wanting to read for a little while because it was one of the main inspirations for the Batman movie that came out. And I was like, ooh, I gotta read that. Nice. And it came from the library after, like, three months. So I read the trade for it. This is a bunch of stuff by Darwin Cook. I really like the artwork. I think he does a fantastic job at that stuff. Uh, Selena's big score is actually collected in this volume. So nice. what I said about last time, there is an actual cheap way in, like, currently printed way to get it is in this book very cool uh, i've already talked about that one but i will talk a little bit about the first mini story because besides selena's big score this is just a compilation of a few more short stories about batman he made i'm pretty sure some are specifically for the book others just were made before and they were just collected into it this the batman ego is about this batman thing it's like all of his inner demons like, trying to get him to kill people because he's been through so much and, like, he, he just is so against it. Yeah. At the same time, there's something, like, going at it for it. It's a really interesting read, and I think the artwork, like I said previously, is very good. Looks very nice. I also read Batman Last Night on Earth. I'm not exactly sure where it takes place. I think it's, like... It's, like, an alternate... Uh, it's around... Uh, Earth, right? 
Yeah, I think it's the alternate Earth. It takes place around the same time as uh, Dark Knight Metal. I don't know if it's connected to that, but it was made around the same time. So That know. would make sense because that was like a bunch of different Batmans. Yeah, this is Scott Snyder. This is a timeline where Bruce Wayne actually is killed and he makes a clone of himself Dang. to go out and explore the world. So at the beginning, he's put into like this mental facility to like train him and stuff because he was just like born, even though he's like a clone. People still has the memories, but not like everything. Right. On. So it's a little confusing for him. Uh, so then he explores, and there's this Joker <laughs> who's just a head in a lantern. I remember that. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember so when cool. that came out. Yeah. Uh, and there's some cool stuff with, like, Superman and, like, Sleuther and how, like, all the citizens went against them and how it started, like, this big war and stuff going on. Right. It's a very interesting read. I can't recall everything about it, but from what I do remember, I did really enjoy it. It is kind of gory, though. Wonder Woman be crazy. Yeah. she just be killing people. Like, in all alternate universes, it seems like she'd just be killing everyone. Uh, ever since she killed Maxwell Lord, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of, like, part of her storyline now. Mm-hmm. I did Young Avengers style over substance because I like to be topical sometimes. And this has America Chavez as well as Wiccan in it. And both of them are in a movie that you might have seen recently called Doctor Strange and the Multitude of Madness. We won't talk about that here because we don't do spoilers. Alright, this covers Young Avengers number one through five. I believe this is the second volume. Karen Gillan's the writer. Jamie McKelvey is the wonderful artist. This is a fantastic looking book. Once again, Loki is the one who brings an Avengers squad together. Kid Loki is trying to recruit the multiverse traveling America Chavez to kill a Wiccan. She does not want to do so. Meanwhile, Hulkling is playing superhero causing uh, Wiccan to get kind of upset, you know, Wiccan's like, you can't be out playing superhero. We agreed not to do this anymore. Our friends got killed. Uh, that's speaking in the previous volume. And Wiccan uh, is told by Hulkling, I really miss this, and I really miss having a boyfriend who's a superhero. So I'm not sure exactly how that leads to what happens next, but Wiccan is upset and decides to placate things by bringing back Hulkling's mom. This does not go well. It's a bad spell. Bad things happen. Moving on, lastly, Kate Bishop, a.k.a. Hawkeye, who was once topical, but is no more. She was topical, what, around Christmas, I guess? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, she's hooked up with Marvel Boy, and they're out floating around in space. And the table is set. The table is set, and the team is brought together. Wiccan spell has to get broken. Uh, the only way to do that is give Loki the power of Wiccan. And everybody's mama literally is popping out of the woodwork. There's mamas and daddies everywhere, and America's got mamas coming, and Wiccan's got... Oh, no. Wiccan's mama never shows up. That's weird. Yeah. Maybe that's because she actually is running around alive in the MCU. Well, not the MCU, sorry, in uh, the 616. But they just said the MCU is the 616. Now I'm confused. I think they just lying. Yeah, I think they're lying, too. MCU is not the 616. Stuff doesn't mesh. Okay. Anyway, great intro to a brand new team. It's fun. It's very stylish. Because it's a guy who did Wicked and Divine, so it's literally a beautiful book to look at. And I would highly, 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 if you're interested in these characters, recommend it. I somewhat recently read Batman Christmas White Knight. This is a sequel to the Batman White Knight series I read a little bit ago. And I was a bit unsure of how it would be handled after all the stuff that happened in the original White Knight series. I didn't think they would be able to bring out, like, a good successor, like one worth uh, being put out, 
But after reading it, I have to say, I really am glad that it was made. This is about the same volume as the original White Knight series, and this instead follows Batman as Azrael comes to town and just starts, like, killing people. Dang, Azrael. So, it, and it's about, like, Azrael's heritage and all the stuff, like, about the Wayans and stuff. It's some really interesting stuff. I won't spoil it, but there's a very big plot twist near the end. Right. But I'm very glad it was made, and I think it's very good. I also have read Red Earth Prime Volume 2, Superman and Lois. The first volume was about Batwoman, and I talked about that and how I didn't really care for the CW show. Right. So I didn't get much out of the comic. This one, though, is one that I think can be read without prior knowledge of the CW show. Though I will admit, I do actually think the CW show is very good. I've I've heard that. The CW show is being made. This is the most accurate and one of the best ones coming out today. Nice. One of the only coming out today, but you know, one of the best ones made. Uh, this one is just about Lois's and Superman's relationship, and it's about, like, their marriage, and then, like, just trying to get an anniversary date, but because they're always busy with, like, the news and, like, him being a superhero. Right. They just can never find a date, so it's just them talking about, telling their kids, like, about the story and stuff, and it's really cool. The artwork is the same as Batwoman, and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's very good. I also read Red Hood and the Outlaws. This is the New 52 run. I had read a little bit of it because when I was reading Batman New 52, I had uh, read some of the stuff with the Court of Owls event, and Red Hood and the Outlaws was part of it. And out of all the comics connected to that event, that was probably my favorite. So I decided to give it a shot, and I did enjoy what I have read so far. This is about Red Hood. Roy Harper, who is uh, Arsenal at this point, right, and Starfile just going around and like doing stuff, <laughs> right, and it's just them trying to figure out Red Hood's mess because he did some weird stuff. Red Hood is a mess in general. Yeah, yeah, he was a mess, so they're just trying to clean up his messes and go around. In the latest volume I've read, which isn't new, just like the re- most recent one, it's about them going to like. Starfire's planet and just messing with the stuff she made is pretty fun and I'm not sure if I would recommend it I still gotta read more but I did enjoy what I've read so far I will say once you hit I can't think of what it's called so after New 52 you know they did that rebrand yeah I heard the rebirth one is really good rebirth that's what it was so it's like Trinity but it's like backwards so it's Artemis and Red Hood and um, Bizarro really really good yeah. I also read quite a bit of it when they brought in, um, what's her name? The Joker's daughter. Oh, Punchline. No, no not his girlfriend. I think it's girl. literally just called The Joker's daughter. Oh, like, yeah. She's the one who, like... She was in Batman Eternal. Yeah, she, yeah, she like, Joker's finds his, the Joker's face floating in the sewage, so she wears it, oh, which is yeah, totally disgusting. <laughs> so, yeah, she's wearing his, like, rotten face, and, um she's hanging out with Red Hood. I've read some of that because she was really like a popular character when she first came out. So I read yeah. some of those. It was it was pretty good. Alright, so we're going to do what I do every episode. I'm going to do a couple of uh, issues that we're going to cover a little bit more in depth because I just cannot keep up with Jack. He reads so much more than I do these days. So we got Quasar number 28. This is done by Mark Gruenwald. R.I.P. and Greg Capullo. This is really early Greg Capullo, but I'm going to tell you, that man could draw hair early on. His hair is blonde and fluffy and gorgeous. 
so Quasar is hanging out with one of the Eternals. Uh, you're going to have to forgive me because I can't remember everything. It's been a while since I read it. Anyway, he decides that he needs to like go Quasar up and check in with Jack of Hearts. Jack of Hearts is like, I need you to mate with my old lady. He's like, you want me to mate with your old lady? And he's like, yeah. So this whole issue is kind of like not appropriate for modern day reading because it's all about forceful mating between men and women. Um, and the men basically got no agency at all in this. Anyway, Jack of Hearts working for Moondragon. He wants, uh, he wants, uh, Quasar to go hook up with Moondragon. Quasar's like, nah, I don't think so. Her flies by. I don't know if you know her or not, but she is the opposite of him. So it's basically the female version of, uh, Adam Warlock. So once again, some lovely locks by our boy Greg Capullo. She is out looking for a mate. And when she finds somebody she likes, she's going to hook up with them whether they like it or not. So first thing, she goes to X-Mansion and Cyclops and Colossus and Wolverine come out. And Colossus goes, it's the woman. And uh, Wolverine being the genteel person he is, he's like, identify yourself, toots. I am her and you are mutants. Your genetic material is too unstable. You are not what I'm looking for. So no muties for her. That's, that's that's bigoted, man. Mm-hmm. She don't like mutated people. What's wrong with her? Next, she hooks up with Simon Williams, a.k.a. Wonder Man, and she likes him. And she kind of like put her little cocoon on his back, which is disgusting. So she basically impregnated Wonder Man's spine. <laughs> anyway, so then she works her way through the... I keep wanting to say MCU through the Marvel Universe. Just the MU, I guess. Jack of Hearts don't work. Colossus didn't work. Doctor Strange, she don't want to deal with magical people. She didn't like Hulk because she said he was uh, not a perfect human being. And then she's got Cable down here as one she won't pick. I was like, he's a mutant. You already said you don't like mutants. Dang. So then we're back at Avengers headquarters. Quasar is checked in. Hercules and Thor are there. So is Cap. And all of a sudden they hear a ruckus. What could it be? Could it be some nasty woman wanting to hook up with people? It is. So her finds... I don't know that she's nasty, but... You know what? It is kind of nasty. Forcing your offspring onto the spine of another person is not acceptable. Mm -hmm. There was no consent in this. These men had no agency. Anyway. So Hercules being the scumbag he is immediately goes, M'lady, and like starts rubbing all over her because he's gross. And she goes, mate with you. Thou hast talked me into it. And uh, she kind of likes Cap, too. And, but she's like, well, I only really like Hercules here. He goes, lady, I'll be in touch, Hercules. Why wait? The son of Zeus stands air ready. Man, he's ready to get busy now. Nasty cuss. Um, but it's too late. He already got a big old thing on the back of his spine. And so Quasar's like, uh, he got something growing on his back, and it's alive. So Quasar flies off. And he runs into, from the Squadron Supreme... Oh, what's that kid's name? Hyperion. So he's basically like Marvel Superman, if you don't know him. And he's like, man, she already got me! So Hyperion's already been impregnated. And so she gets into a fight with Quasar. And he's like, my hair's prettier than yours. And she's like, no, it ain't. My hair's the prettiest. And they both got beautiful hair. And um, she impregnates him, too! And all I know is Jack of Hearts is pissed. He's like, you were supposed to hook up with Moon Dragon! Now you must pay. So this woman has impregnated like four superheroes already. And Jack of Hearts is ticked off. Mm-hmm. 
So there you go. That's how this issue ends. The next issue is a very famous cover. Well, famous among nerds, I guess. Anyway, Quasar number 29. That's where he is pregnant on the cover. <laughs> so maybe if I can remember, we'll read that one next month. Because I do own that one. All right, Jack, what you got? Uh, I got another comic from Ollie's, which is Superman Doomsday. I thought it looked interesting. So I was like, I'm going to read it. I like Superman. Me too. So I read it. This is a bit after Death of Superman and all that kind of stuff. I did enjoy it. I wasn't completely sure what was going on because I'm not completely caught up with everything about Superman. I mainly just know, like, Superman fights Lex Luthor. He does. (laughs) But besides that, I don't really know about, like, the Doomsday stuff all that much. I did watch the movie. Did you read Death of Superman? I have not read Death of Superman. It's, It's a good one. You should check it out. But I did enjoy it. There was a lot of spacey stuff, like a lot of stuff in space with characters I didn't know. So I was like, what's going on? <laughs> but I did enjoy what I read. Around the end after, because in the trade, it has the main Superman Doomsday series. And then there's just some more stuff after it, like stories about Doomsday and stuff. And one of my favorites, there was this annual right after the event about all the bad stuff Doomsday did. Because I didn't realize how powerful he was. Because Doomsday? Because like, like in the movies and stuff, he just like dies. I yeah. mean, he kills Superman. Well, they both die, yeah. But... That's it. Yeah, he but jacks up the entire Justice he League. Gets everyone is yeah. crazy. One of my favorite ones is there's a Green Lantern part of it where it shows him like attacking all the Green Lanterns and he gets to Yellow Lantern rank. It's just him going crazy. Mm. It's a lot of fun, and I I really enjoyed it. I shivered in Death of Superman though. Yeah, it's dope. It, it it's cool the way it's paced. Not to be spoilery or anything, but uh, the way it's paced is each issue the panels got bigger so by the time you're doing the final issue it's just splash page splash page splash page of the fight it's so good it's like i know they've done a lot of that kind of stuff after the fact like you know they broke batman and they got rid of hal and like i don't know who else did they mess up somebody wonder woman lost her powers to artemis you know but death of superman the first one i think it actually did a really really good job so Mm -hmm. it's worth checking out yeah, continue with White Knight. I also read Batman. White Knight presents Harley Quinn. So I'm kind of caught up other than the I'm covering ones. my ears because I'm reading this one right now. Oh, Go ahead. Okay, so this one is a comic about Harley Quinn after the events of White Knight and Chris of the White Knight. It's just her dealing with all the stuff that happened in it. Because just like all the other Batman series, she got screwed up the most. Most of, Not screwed up, I mean most of, of the crappy stuff happened to her. It's just her dealing with this stuff and being the best character in the Batman comics like she is with every other Batman series. It's very good and it's very important after reading the stuff that happens with White Knight and Curse of the White Knight. Did you finish? Yeah. Okay, so I I do have one question. So, I can't find issue two. Mm -hmm. So I have one, which you were nice enough to give to me, and I have three through six. Am I going to be able to make sense out of it? I... For whatever reason, issue two is more expensive. I don't know if there's somebody who's a popular character pops up for the first time yeah, in Yeah, I think you said Poison Ivy. Oh, okay. So that one I can't find. So I mean, kind of. I'm not sure. There is something that's introduced in one of the earlier volumes of the series, which there's not many, but one of right. the earlier volumes, that just is the main plot of the rest. I'm not sure if it's covered in the first or second. Okay. So you might have to read that. We have, like, DC Universe. Oh, yeah. So it's that hard. 
Well, I, I'll, I'll check it down then. Okay, cool. You got one more you're going to do? Yeah, Suicide's right. Bad Blood. This is a comic by Tom Taylor. I love it him. It is around like 12, 13 issues. It's a pretty short series, and this is about Suicide Squad trying to defeat this group of vigilantes and them finding out that they kind of work with the same side. And I enjoyed it, but my main fault with it is that just there's too many characters I don't really care about. Yeah. I think Tom Taylor did a good job with what he had. Right. But other than... Well, editorial sometimes pick, helps pick the characters. Yeah, so. that's what I was assuming happened. Yeah. But besides Harley Quinn and Deadshot, there's not really any other person I care about because King Shark gets killed in, like, volume two. So Don't they bring in some, like, weird characters, like, really early on? I feel like I read the, the first two issues, and I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, that's the group of vigilantes, because they become part of the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I didn't It's just them. them. Yeah, who cares about them? I Nobody didn't. Nobody cares about them. No. I think Deadshot was handled very well. That's cool. I, uh, he gets to meet, like, Superman and stuff. Nice. And he just, like, gets to meet his family. It's a very cute comic, and when it comes to the last final volumes, it's a very good Deadshot comic. Right. I'm not sure if it's... A, super good Suicide Squad comic because they just don't really have the right characters to make it completely work. Captain Boomerang appears for a little bit and he's a lot of fun but he's there for like three pages. So That's fair. That's fair. Alright, Darth Vader. I just read the Vore. The Vore. The Vare. The Vare. The War of the Bounty Hunters. This is volume three. Uh, it covers Darth Vader 12 through 17 of the Greg Pak run. So Vader and the sassy Ochi of Bastoon on a mission to track down Han Solo's frozen body. That's kind of the whole thing with War of the Bounty Hunters in general, is Han got frozen, every bounty hunter and their mama, and every dark, uh, uh, every dark, every character in the Star Wars universe pretty much is trying to ha uh, track down Han. Anyway, this one's focusing on this assassin and Vader. Um, it's got a, the best thing about this book is the flashbacks. It'll start kind of each issue with them fl of Vader flashing back and it delves into his relationship with the Emperor, and then I'll delve into how he felt when he ran into Luke at the Death Star, and then it had this really cool uh, previous encounter he'd had with Han Solo. That said, that's only a very small part of each issue. Uh, there is a really great fight that he has with my favorite bounty hunter, IG-88, and IG actually has the best of him for a minute, but it doesn't stay that way, unfortunately. Uh, then there's uh, the Huts. There's this one, he's like super buff slug. Uh, I mean, this slug has like rippling biceps in a six pack. I didn't even know slugs could get a six pack, but this is the baddest hut I've ever seen. But, you know, nobody can be trusted, so of course bad stuff happens. Softly recommended, meaning I wouldn't go out of my way to read this unless you're just a Vader person. I, I have been a Vader person in the past, especially the first couple of volumes when Marvel took back over. This I'm a little less hot with. I would just say if you're interested in the War of the Bounty Hunters storyline, I'd just read War of the Bounty Hunters and skip the side stuff. I like the Bounty Hunter book myself a lot. I personally would have been happy just reading it and the main book, but that's just me. All right, Jack. I recently read Slam Dunk from the library. I had started it, but I didn't really completely stop. So I just am going to go back to rereading it. Uh, I read it a few years ago, but sure. only like the first five volumes. This manga is about basketball. It's about Japanese school people, and he, they got this big dude, and he be. Is he tall? He tall. Okay. He rejected a lot. So there's a girl who like 
you look like you should play basketball. And he's like, oh, you cute. I'll play basketball for you, girl. <laughs> and so he go out, and he's horrible. He oh, bonks his head on the floor. But he gets the ball. He bonked his head on the floor? I mean, on the <laughs> wall. Oh, like the if rim? He, but he got it in the basket, I guess, by, like, technicality. I don't know. Maybe but, he thought it was, like, he's supposed to hit it like a soccer ball. Yeah, he's... Yeah, so... <laughs> what, what? And then... <laughs> So it's just about her and her family and stuff. There's this other guy that she likes, but he's kind of like Sasuke, so it's like dumb. I don't mm. like him. Mm. So you're like, Sasuke. you dumb. I don't like you. He beat, <laughs> beat him up, and he like, she like, what you doing? Mm. And then she like, you dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so she runs away, and he's like, oh no. But then he gets back, and then she, he meets his brother. That and he wants to get to the basketball team, but he founds out the brother is the girl's. Dun dun dun! The brother is the girl's brother. The one that he's the brother had. of the brother of the sister. Yes. Dang. So, so he doesn't really like this guy at all. Me neither. But he trying to get the girl, so he like okay then. But he call her he call him monkey a lot, which is kind of weird. Ew. Like Asian, so it's not really a race thing. He just that's, got that's, monkey. That, that's boba. That's boba. Get that out of here. And then there's like this judo thing with judo thing with like the <laughs> member of him trying to get him to join judo because I guess he's better at judo. But so to try to convince him, he's trying to bribe him with photos of her. Was like as a little kid, and I think that's a little like what? That's sussy. Like that's a little like. Mm, that's inappropriate. Nah, nah. Bye bye. Like even if it is the girl you know now, that's her when she was like five. That's what disgusting. You do trying to get what is wrong with these people? Get out of here. But whatever. I guess that's a thing. It's that is not a slam dunk in my book. So it's a pretty funny series, though. <laughs> All things being said. Well, it looks good. It looks fantastic. It's made yeah. by the same person as Vagabond. Right, right. Real. I yeah, still need to read too. both of those. Yeah, yeah. I looked at the library. They only had the first volume for both. And it's from Mobius, so it's going to take like three years to come. That's true, that's whatever. true. I'll probably just have to buy them at this point. Mm, or borrow them from Dad. Yeah, there we go. I also got Swamp Thing in The Root of Evil. And this is from Free Comic Week Day. I saw the trade. You already read it? Yeah. Nice. It's ten issues. That's Grant Morrison. the best run. Very cool. It's 140 through 150. It starts with him... He switches bodies with this random person, but like the demon, the monster is still going out and just like killing people. Dang. And that's not what like Swamp Thing would do. Swamp Thing don't kill people. Swamp Thing don't kill people, but his beast is killing people. Dang. So he works to try to get the body back, but then when he do, his girlfriend is like, "You've been killing people, so I ain't gonna date you no more." Dang. But he, okay. <laughs> but he didn't even do it. And then she, she finds out, but she's still like, I ain't gonna date you no more. Is it is it the, the, the white-haired lady? Yeah, the white-haired lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abby something. And then after that... Abby normal. Because he's been killing people, even though it isn't really him, the war, the like military tries to come and kill him. But So there's just a bunch of tanks trying to like burn his body alive. He's green. He's green. It doesn't work. It you can't, you can't kill the swamp you thing. You can't kill the swamp thing. So... By accident, he gets a little too angry and the oh, leader yeah. dies. And you wouldn't like him when he's angry. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. And then the next second half is just some more stuff related to like trying to deal with like all the mess that this made. Right, right. This was crazy. The first half is by 
Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison. Yep, yep. Second half is by Mark Millar. <gasps> Ooh, that's a nice combo. And from what I read, I really enjoyed it. But because I haven't, because this is volume one hundred forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is on down the road. I didn't get to understand some of the stuff about it. I did really like seeing like characters that I didn't think would appear though. Yeah. I saw like Dead Man and Doctor Fate and stuff, yep, and yep. it was really fun. Yeah, they bring in some of those magical characters with the Swamp Thing. Yeah. I've heard really good things about the Alan Moore run. Yeah, so I'll have to give that a shot. Yeah, that's, that's the that's good stuff. Most collected, yeah. like most yeah. common to get. Yeah, I, I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, my last ICU of today is going to be Secret Origins number one, and it is the Golden Age Superman. And originally. He was called Cal-L. Did you know that? It wasn't Cal-E-L. It was Cal-L. So, yeah. This is by uh, Roy Thomas, Wayne Boring, worldwide renowned early Superman uh, artist, and Jerry Ordway, which means this thing looks good. It's a good book. So, Jor-El is flying in, and it's Lara, and he's playing with Super Baby. And they're like, she's just like his father. She, excuse me. He's just like his father. Anyway, so they like rumble, 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 and the place is shaking and breaking and quaking, and they're like, this plan's about to explode. Better get this baby up out of here. So they get the baby, and they put him in a starship, and he shoots off, and he's crying, and Mama's crying, and I don't know where Crypto is. They got to get the dog, too. Uh, And then this rocket crashes right in front of a car, and this elderly couple jumps out, says, good Lord, it's some kind of rocket or something. But there's someone inside. It's a child. This poor thing, he's been abandoned. But we gonna take care of him, won't we, John? But, Mary, let's get out of here. That rocket's on fire. So, first thing you do when you get a baby, of course, is dump it at the orphanage. So, they, like, dump old little Cal-L over at the orphanage. Look at this baby. He's swinging off the chandelier. And they said, and the nurse goes, Yesterday, he lifted a whole bureau over his head without even trying. Okay, so these nurses aren't even a little bit free. Why you got nurses at an orphanage to begin with? And number two, why is this baby flying around and lifting bureaus and they're taking it all calm? Anyway, Kent, uh, the Kents decide to go uh, adopt him because, you know, who doesn't want a baby that lifts dressers and bureaus and flies around the room? I said, i pick any other kid but that one if it was me. So they pick him out and they're like, we're going to name you Clark. And so Clark's growing up and has some really weird socks on and lifting cars. When I'm grown up, I won't be able to do everything. And he's like getting shots and he's like, try again, doc. Your needles must be defective because they keep breaking on his skin. Then, of course, his folks die. So, yeah, this origin is a little bit different than the the origin we typically know these days because both of these are are, uh, perished in this version of the story. Walk straight, walk straight, read all about it. I'm Billy Batson, showing up in a Superman comic. That's kind of funny. Um, so he tries to get a job with the newspaper, and turns out there's this lady on death row, and he's gonna help get her off death row because the person who actually committed the murder was some kind of jazz singer. And he's like, jazz singer, you going to jail, woman. And she's like, you can't prove I done it. And he, like, kidnaps her. Look at him. He, like, grabs this woman. He bounds and gags her. And he goes over to the governor's house. And he's like, wake up, Gov. You got <laughs> you got you to get up out of the bed. And this man does everything he can. He puts a stick. So what governor has a big old steel door on their room so that somebody can't bust in? I don't think that's real. Anyway, he busts this steel door down, crunch. And he's like, it was your idea, smart Ellie. 
This is back in the era of super dickery, probably, and he's being super dick, and because uh, <laughs> that's that's like old Superman. He was like kind of a jerk in the old days. So anyway, this guy's mad that he busted down his door, so he shoots him. It's like bazam, ding. He's like, I I'm gonna stop you, and Superman's like, I'm gonna crush your gun. All right, Governor, sign this thing. And so he signs it, and so this lady don't get killed. And he's like, well, the lady who did do it, she tied up, and she's like, in your lawn. He's going to say, this woman's tied up on your lawn. So he goes down to the newspaper and said, hey, can I have a job now since I did you this big scoop? And uh, he's like, yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll give you a job. So then he runs into Lois, and, and Lois is like, uh, hi, I heard you caught a wife beater. And he's like, I sure did. Um, how'd you like to go to dinner tonight? And she goes, why not? It beats thinking about my Lonely Hearts column anyway. So then Clark's like, why do I get the feeling you were avoiding me at the office, Lois? Please, Clark, I've been scribbling sob stories all day long. Don't ask me to dish out another. I don't think she liked Clark very much. And then it's about to get worse because this dude's going to butt in because he's like, ooh, Lois, you looking good tonight. And he's like, I'm not going to do anything because I'm Clark Kent and I have to act like a wuss. And Lois is like, are you going to stand for this, Clark? Be reasonable, Lois. Dance with the fellow and then we'll leave. You dance with him. I'm leaving now. So anyway, she, he says, you're going to dance with me whether you like it or not, sister. Why you? And she knocks the crap out of him. And then uh, Clark's like, Lois, don't hit him. And then he like whacks Clark right in the mush. And then uh, Clark's like, wait, Lois. And she's like, get lost, creep. You were supposed to stand up and help me, you butthole. And then she jumps in the, the taxi cab and the gangsters are running after her. And so it's Superman time. He runs into the car. He jumps over the car because he can't fly at this point. I don't know when he starts flying, but he's just kind of running and jumping at this point. So he grabs that car. He rips it up to shreds and shakes them out. I bet they'd be throwing up if I got thrown out of a car like that. I'd be nauseous. And then you get the famous Action Comics cover number one. He smashes it because there just happened to be like a cliff in the middle of the road or something. It doesn't <laughs> seem safe. And so he beats up all these mobsters. Then he gets Clark. Uh, Clark, Clark. Superman grabs Lois. He flies her off. Happy good times. And then it says like way off in the future they get married. And they have happy ever after. And this really weird picture where it's got like an eagle flying under his leg in her dress. So. And they got like a plane going towards the Twin Towers. That's strange. Anyway, it's a really good story. It's very first issue of Secret Origins. Super highly recommended. It was not very expensive for me to track down a copy. If you want to read some old school fun Superman, that'd be one I'd pick up. Recently at the library, I've been picking up these trades called Batman Arkham. And each of them are about these different villains that appear in the Batman. Not all these volumes are actually from the Batman series, but they feature the characters nice. prominently. So, so they each have each one is like usually a villain, right? Yeah, each yeah. one is a villain. So the three I have read so far are Mr. Freeze, Clayface, and Poison Ivy. I will admit one of the biggest faults of this is it focuses a little bit too much on the old. The old is important, but when it takes up like half the book mm. and all the covers and stuff are showing the new stuff, right. it feels a little weird. And because of how inconsistent their origins are, right? besides Poison Ivy actually, and I'll talk about that later on. It does feel a little weird. Clayface especially, because I, I get that's like different characters, but I thought it'd be about like the main one, because he's on the cover and stuff. I thought it was interesting to see about the other Clayface. I actually did have a lot of fun with the one that looks like Mr. Freeze's suit. 
Yeah. We got, like, the melty face and stuff. Yeah, he, like, he was, like, did he, like, touch people and they melt? Yeah, a lot yeah. of them just, like, touch people and they just, like, die. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it, yeah, because the one that I think everybody knows these days, like, the one that had the Imaginex doll and shows up on the Harley Quinn show, he, like, can transform himself. Yeah, he can transform yeah. himself. He's just a clay guy. Yeah. Uh, Claymation face. Claymation face. Yeah. Clayface, originally, from the st- first story I read, he was actually more like the Clayface we know than some of the other iterations they showed. Of course, it's a different character than the actual Clayface we know. Because there are six Clayfaces, and each of them at least have one volume in this trade. So it's a lot of just, like, different characters who happen to be Clayfaces. I don't know why there's so many clay faces. There's like six of them. There's more clay faces than Robins. There's so many clay faces. They literally had a book called The Mud Pack. And it was all the clay faces. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) But yeah, the first one is about this guy. And he leaves like mud trails. Mm. So clay face gotta like wear shoes and pants. A lot of these clay faces wear pants. It seems like you would get them really gross. Yeah, the girl one doesn't though. Sorry. She don't have on pants? The girl one don't want pants. All the other ones too besides the brand new one. So that's inappropriate. That's kind of weird, but whatever. Whatever floats your boat. The Mr. Freeze one is also pretty good, but his appearance has changed a lot, and I wasn't completely sure what was going on at a certain point. Yeah, his original one's weird. Because he changes from like just this mean guy in like a suit. This to, mean like, jerk, yeah. To, like, Who's this, bald. This mean ball guy to like this dying guy trying to save his wife. wife yeah, yeah. Like it's so different. Yeah, it's but so interesting as well. So some of the suits are like really weird because there's like this one that's more like Mr. Freeze and then changes to this one that got like an iceberg shaped head. Hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I would say the later on issue he had got like this origin issue that was really good. It explained a lot because you're in the middle of it. Because like I said, unfortunately Almost like half of the volume is just old stuff. And for some characters, that can be good. One of the best examples of this is the Poison Ivy one. From all the trades I've read, which is three, so that's not really an all case. But well, from still. the three trades I've read, she definitely has the best one of all of them. Because even though it's a fair amount of like old stuff and new stuff, and even the old stuff is fairly consistent to the stuff going around now, like her origin and stuff. Has seems changed. pretty similar. Nice. Uh, and it's all just good stuff. Yeah. Well, that that tells you sometimes you've got a good character when their origin is so good, you don't mess with it. Yeah. Like, like the Superman one, even though there's tweaks, it's still a blowing up planet. It's still a baby in a rocket. It's still found by elderly couple. Batman, it's always going to be gunned down parents, whatever movie they just came out of and whatever year it is. Yeah. So, like, good characters are going to have... You're not going to mess with their origin much. Absolutely. I would... Some of these trades, I would recommend. Others, I would kind of be like, eh. If you're trying to get into certain characters, it's very hit or miss. Poison Ivy, like I said, would be a good example. Characters like Clayface were introduced to six different characters. Right. I'm not sure that would be a good example. Right. Mr. Freeze were so inconsistent, it doesn't make sense. I'm not sure that would be a good Unless you just want like a broad spectrum history of what the character has been. Yeah, if you want a broad spectrum, these are good examples. But if you just want to get into the character, which it kind of advertises themselves as, not all of them work like that. I'd say the Poison Ivy one from what I've read, though, is the best one I've read. Nice. I also am going to read 
Killer Croc, Hugo Strange, and Black Mask soon. Those are the three. Oh, I'm interested in that Black Mask one. So that that I'm sure we'll talk about the next time we do one of these. Mm -hmm. You got anything else today? That's it. Well, I don't think we have anything else to talk about. Um, I think we're going to try to do a special episode very soon with a friend of mine. Hopefully in the next week or so. Uh, Thanks for listening. As always, you can reach out to us on the Twitters. Uh, I am at Iowa's Joe. I am at N underscore garlic. And you can hit up the show at 21st Century Boys, which is 2-1-S-T-C-E-N-B-O-Y-S. And we'll just say, I hope everybody has a good evening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks. Bye.